Hello and welcome to episode number 36 of Investing from the Beach. I'm your host, I'm Chris Hansen, and I got my co-host with me today, Mr. Chris Lamb. Hey everyone, it's Chris Lamb. And if it's your first time listening to the show, quick background on the two of us. Uh, we both hit time freedom via the stock market. I've got about uh, 18 years of life experience over Mr. Lamb. Uh, we met, excuse me, when I was uh, just leaving IBM, he was coming in as a college intern. And we overlapped by, I don't know, maybe a year or two at IBM, something like that. But we uh, we clicked on a uh, shared uh, passion for the stock market. And as I was walking out the door hitting time freedom, Chris was working toward it. I got there when I was about 40. Chris is a lot smarter than I am. He got there when he was about 30. Yeah, I just had a I uh, just had a birthday. And I just realized, remember, I was telling you that uh, the, the, when I met you, you know, I'm I'm, I'm your age now. Yes. You know, when I first met you, uh, I still feel pretty young. Well, and well, that's how I felt too, and I still do now. But just so you know, the cool thing is the crap you used to tease me about yeah. that I would do then, you're starting to do now. You forget yeah. stuff, you repeat stories, you, you say, I don't know, and I just told you. So oh, yeah. About- <clears throat> I already ordered a pair of uh, shoes with tassels. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Just so you know, hair's going to start growing out of the tops of your ears. You got all kinds of fun oh, yeah. stuff. <laughs> all right, now I totally forgot where we were. Anyway, so you can tell we get along very, very well. It's almost you, uh, you said you said I uh, or uh, I got out about a decade before you or uh, you. Know, yeah, as far as age, after. yeah, exactly. <clears throat> yeah, you got out when you were thirty. I got out when I was forty. Um, I always tell people, you know, if you. Uh, if you, you get one name, Chris, and you get two people, the smart and the good-looking one. So we've already established who the smart one is. So in, that means we know who the good-looking one is. What else? In our quest for reaching this, we've had countless thousands and thousands and thousands of discussions about what it takes to do this. And we both have come to the the same realization and the answer that it's not about the how to do. It's not the rules, the cookbook, the mechanics, the what have you. It really boils down to how you think. And the purpose of this podcast is to talk about the various aspects of how to think in your quest to get to time freedom. And one key point to make, you hear a lot of people talking about financial freedom. Um, And that to me or to us means that you've found another source to replace your income through your job. And But more often than not, that requires a ton of time. And people will come back and say, well, you know, real estate is passive income blah, blah, blah. I have yet to meet anybody that has made it in real estate that doesn't spend a ton of time on there. We've got a great couple episodes. Go back and look through iTunes. You can find the episodes that talk about that. Our objective is to get you to time freedom, which is where you have to spend a little if no time of your day managing your investments. We do it through the stock market and then you've got the other, you know, 22, 23 hours a day to go do with as you please. So that's what we talk about in this whole series of, of what do you call it? Episodic. That's the right word to say. The series of episodes for the podcast. Anything to add there, Mister Munger? No, I concur. Good. It's, it's a different opening. Yeah, let me try a little <laughs> bit different. So, in the last episode, we talked about the uh, the pro cons. Uh, we had a caller that called in and said, "Hey, I have the opportunity to grab a what worked out to about a million dollar lump sum as a retirement chunk, or he could have taken it as a lifetime annuity." And we talked about the pro cons of doing one choice versus the other. And another had call, another caller had called in saying, hey, what do you do when you're faced with a, a life-changing financial event? Could be a divorce, a medical issue, a death in the family, something like that. How do you start fresh? 
And so if you missed those, that last episode, we've had a lot of good feedback on that. In the current episode, what we're going to do tonight, we're getting a ton of questions on basically paying for college and is college worth the expense? And if it is worth it, um, how do you pay for it? Any suggestions on how to go about doing that? So one thing before we start, you got to be perfectly clear about this. We may talk about a couple of financial things uh, in our discussion today, and you got to be absolutely understand that the two of us are unemployed. We have absolutely zero authority from the SEC or the state or whomever to give any kind of a financial advice because we are totally unemployed. And since we know absolutely nothing about you nor your particular financial situation, what we're going to talk about may or may not be a good fit for you and your particular situation. The regulatory authorities require that we tell you that we are absolutely clueless, we have no idea what we're talking about, and that you should absolutely talk to a financial professional. And anything on this podcast that we talk about or suggest or imply or infer is foolish and crazy to even think about. So uh, you listen to a couple of morons and you'd be a moron too if you really listen to what we're saying. But it is incredibly risky. Before you do anything, you should discuss any of this with a qualified financial advisor, someone who's employed. Um, qualified means that they have a license to dispense financial advice. And certainly two guys have been unemployed for years and manage their own money. We are not qualified to give any type of advice. So please, please, please consult a financial professional. Man, you say that disclaimer so well, it's like a recording. It's like it's I'm not. reading it. Well, it's like I'm reading it, which I kind of mm. am. Just got a couple of key points to make on there. <laughs> so first topic is from a caller. Uh, it's around, should you go to college? And let me play the message here. This is from uh, listener Ed out of Riverside, California. Gentlemen, uh, this is Ed Rodriguez from Riverside. I am emphatically think that to college or not to college would be a wonderful topic. Uh, speaking from my own experience as a college grad who paid for undergrad but is still paying off grad school from good old SC, uh, at the same time I have a son turning 18 who may or may not graduate high school. And on one hand it's pretty terrible, uh, but from the other hand is he doing me a great big favor? Uh, I don't know. Uh, but I think it's an interesting discussion, um, you know, not only in the context of sort of investing from, from yourself, but from maybe a little bit of a, an ROI standpoint. At any rate, I, you made that comment on the podcast, and I just wanted to throw in my two cents. Thanks, and have a wonderful day. All right, Ed, thank you for the phone call. We appreciate you calling in. And by the way, if you have thoughts or suggestions for us for a future uh, topic that you'd like us to address, by all means, give us a ring. Uh, the voicemail number is 747-24-BEACH. Uh, easy way to remember it, hop on a 747 airplane in 24 hours. You can be at just about any beach in the world. 747-24-BEACH. And I don't even know how to spell it out. What is that? 2423224, I believe, is the number. Yeah, so, we use we all use cell phones nowadays, so it's hard to... Yeah, you got to stop and think about it. <laughs> yeah. But I think with cell phones, the numbers are on there, aren't they? Um, if you have the, I guess the big dial pad or something, some some of them don't even show it. it? Well, yeah, that's okay. We, then we won't get as many calls. That's <laughs> <laughs> that's maybe not necessarily a bad thing. For yeah. those of you that are calling and haven't got to your call yet, we got a bunch of them. So it's more more time freedom. That, exactly, exactly. It does cut into the time freedom. Um, let's see. So we've got the call from Ed, which in summary is saying, "Hey, his kid may not even get into college." And on the one hand, that's, that's, you know, it's an eye-opener. On the other hand, maybe that's a blessing. 
Yeah, it's saying that with his tongue in his cheek. But his question is, hey, do you even need college? And, you know, Ed's also grappling with, he's paying off his own graduate degree. So he's going through that. And then we had another caller, and this is uh, Belinda from New York City. Let me play this one for you, too. Hello, Chris and Chris. This is Belinda from New York. And first off, I want to thank you for a great podcast. I get a lot of knowledge and new insights and a lot of great mindset stuff from you guys. So thanks very much. Um, my message is in response to the latest podcast where you talked about loan debt. And you had a question on that, which says, you know, if anybody wants us to do a separate podcast episode on going to college and um, is it even useful to go to college, I would love to hear that because my daughters are 11 and 14 year old. You know, they're they're kind of on the cusp of this college thing, the 14th to 9th grade. So, you know, all these questions around, you know, how much is it going to cost? Does she even need to go for what she wants to do? And um, and also a related question about 529 accounts. And if it's useful to have those or if it's more useful to earn the income to pay for college in a different way. So thanks very much. And hope you guys have a great day. Bye. So, and that, thank you, Belinda, for the phone call. Somewhere around Belinda was saying she's got uh, a couple of girls that are, I guess, early teens. And they're trying to figure out, one, if they should go, and two, how we pay for it. Kind, of, I think mom's kind of wondering, is it worth the expense? And you're getting all types of input from the schools and what have you about, yes, you should go. And some people say yes, some people say no. It's kind of funny, you know, a number of years ago, it wasn't, wasn't really even a question. It's just like, you absolutely go. And I think now when we're seeing more and more, or hearing more and more stories about this, uh, this alarming rate of student debt, people are going to beginning to question, is it really worth it? Especially when I come out and I can only get a job as a Starbucks barista. Yeah, I think the whole uh, system is starting to change as, uh, as far as going to school, getting a degree, and how valuable that degree is towards the uh, kind of the workforce or in the workforce. Chris, should I throw the question to you first? Do you think is college worth it? And you know our answer is always it depends. Yes. <laughs> so, I mean, you it, and I would it, make great economists. It, yeah, it, it's a big general question. So if you drill down into it, then, you know, you can get some answers. Um, uh, to me, college is, is, you know, it's a system that, you know, can train you for certain things that make sense. Uh, if you wanted to be a doctor, a surgeon, if you wanted to be a lawyer, right, then, you know, you go through professional school and, you know, go through that system. Um, and you have to do it. So, right, it, then you do that. You know, you, I think you really have to ask yourself, why are you trying to go to college? Then, then we can really dive into it. Should you go or should you not? So what does what does college do for you? For me personally, uh, for I guess any kid that's thinking about going to college, or I should call them a young adult. They're no longer a kid at that point. I mean, college does a lot of things for I guess a young adult, a young person coming out of high school and, and starting out. Yeah, because I look at it, I think you know it's it's a it's a great social growth opportunity, mm -hmm. um, and not meant that it's just four years of partying. I don't mean it that way, but you you learn to come out of your shell, if you will. And, you know, if a kid is, um, 
that's the right word is. I'm going to use the word struggling. It might be a better word for it, but struggling socially or something like that through high school. It is crucial to know that all the crap you deal with in high school goes away in college. You're going to find people that are like you and appreciate you and, and everything else. It's such a totally different world. You just got to hang on to make it through high school. I think that there's a, so there's that aspect of it. Uh, you get exposed to a much broader spectrum of the population, if you will. Cause you mm-hmm. know, in high school, you're just you know, wherever you happen to live, you know, we all live in a, wherever you live, there tends to be the same social economic or socioeconomic group of people around you. Even if you live in an area where at the high school, there could be wealthy and, and on the other end of the range, but you're going to find a much broader perspective I think to open your eyes to what could go on in the world, and that's yeah, you don't, a good you don't get that uh, the, the the cliques or the gangs, right? That uh, yes, yep. You know that you get all that peer pressure and you know just kind of stupid stuff that you see in high school, uh, you know, amongst the kids. Um, you don't get that in college. I was telling my kid the other day. You know, he's he's worried about what uh, what stitching goes on his butt cheek on the jeans. Mm-hmm. And I kind of laugh at it. I think, you know, when you were four, you didn't care. And now you get to be 14 and suddenly you worry about, you know, what somebody thinks about the various stitching or the logo or the brand name that's on your, on your, uh, on your, what do you call it? The breast part of your shirt or mm-hmm. on the, as I call it, it's like nobody cares what stitching's on the ass of your jeans, um, except somebody in high school. And then it's weird when you get to college, you know, you go from worrying about what brand jeans you wear to now. People show up in sweats and pajamas in class. Nobody cares. Yeah, because everybody knows you're a college student. You're broke. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. So no accept it. But it's it's really interesting. You know, it's such an important thing one year, and then, you know, two months later, nobody could care less. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think it also prevent, provides an opportunity to learn to become a little bit more self-reliant. Um, you, know, you take care of yourself. It's up to you to get up out of bed, do the work, et cetera, et cetera, as you're going on to class. So there's that side of it, but you could make the argument say you could learn to do that without going to school as well. So I think it kind of, it goes back to if you're going to go to school, it kind of depends on what I think, what is it that the kid wants to do? You know, if you take one extreme, if they're going to be a tradesman, you know, let's say a plumber, an electrician, a mechanic, a, I don't know what all. Um, but one could argue that college really may not be necessary. And yet, on the other hand, if they have aspirations to own a tradesman business where they're hiring plumbers, you know, maybe they start off as a plumber and then start their own plumbing company, or they're hiring electricians, or they're hiring mechanics, you could argue that some number of college-level classes are definitely helpful. And those could be things, you know, classes in business law and or accounting or corporate finance or uh, some dealing with contracts maybe even courses in negotiation or I don't know if you're dealing with, uh, with staff stuff, you got to worry about HR issues and organizational behavior. Um, now I'm starting to sound like corporate speak, Yeah, but you can make the argument back. A lot of that info could be found via self-study and you don't have to set foot on a college campus. And so it kind of goes back to in it, what you want to do. Alternatively, if you want to work in corporate America, then you should look very strongly at getting a college education. It's way too easy for an HR person scanning through resumes, either you know with some uh, piece of software or if they're literally flipping through the pages themselves. 
mm-hmm. if they see someone who hasn't doesn't have a degree, it's really easy. It's an easy scan. It may not be intelligent, or they may be going through some very highly qualified candidates, but it's one simple filter to knock some people out of the out of contention. And so, you know, if you're looking to be a doctor, a lawyer, an engineer, something like that, a teacher is definitely required to go to school. You take you talk about uh, in in the workforce when you're applying for a job. And I think I, I mentioned that to you before. I guess it is important and it's not. Um, I think in the past you see, you've seen a lot of uh, employers, uh, you know, traditional employers just go through that, uh, you know, kind of standard hiring process where, hey, we you got to have this degree. Yes. Right. Nowadays, they're a lot more flexible, I believe. I think the trend is changing that way where, you know, they're, they're, the executives today are more likely to value skill and experience over degrees in formal education. Um, I mean, if I'm thinking about if I'm hiring someone, you know, myself, you know, I care if this person can get the job done well, right? Uh, the other person that has the degree <clears throat> probably expects me to pay more. And... You know, if if they don't have the same experience or or uh, you know better, I'm not going to be hiring that person. But but two things to think on that. <clears throat> Excuse me. One, you and I know that we think differently than 98 percent of the population. Sure. Um, which I think is why we are where we are. You know, just for for as an example, mm-hmm. we are recording this after midnight, right on a weeknight, and. Like, uh, you got to be up early tomorrow. I don't. I mean, you might have to get up because you got an 18 month old that's going to, you know, be rattling in the crib, mm-hmm. but we don't have to be at work tomorrow. Yeah. And, I'm, I'm, I'm up anyways. Well, you, you have to be at quote unquote work, but I mean, yeah. you get, you get bedhead and morning breath all day. So it doesn't matter. Yeah. <laughs> but so, but that freedom is present. And, but because of that, that's how we think different. And so while I agree with you, if I had to hire somebody, I'm not worried about whether or not they went to college. I want to know what they know. But you brought up a good point saying if somebody did go to college, they're going to expect to be paid more, which you can make the argument say, well, there's a reason to go there. The thought is that they will prompt you know, the if you read all the statistics on it, you know, people with a college degree make, you know, a million dollars more over the course of a lifetime or whatever that number is. Yet I could make the argument and say, you know, if you're learning how to manage your money. I don't care if you make a million dollars more as a college person. Mm-hmm. I'll blow you away. It's not a yep. problem once you learn how to get the money working for you. Mm-hmm. But again, that's that's you and I speaking where we've got that that knowledge or that we had that passion to get that and we figured it out and now we're there. Yeah. Uh, you know, the two callers that called in, their their kids may not, they probably don't have that realization and or that passion yet. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, when they get to be 22, 23 years old, what, tool should they be equipped with correct right is it five years of work experience as a plumber cool then that's no problem if it's five years of having been a barista at starbucks and you know when i wanted you to do something different yeah maybe you should have thought about going to school well i think that's where the uh, the parents needs to be the, the that guiding force for the for the kids um you know kids we'll call them kids but you know you're in high school you're you know you're trying to all you've been taught was just to go to school and then take sats go find a college to go to figure out what you're going to get your degree in and then go to work 
right? That's that kind of that's about it. That's what you you kind of end at, right? Yep. Um, and all in there, there's no guidance in why and how and w- what is this all about. So, uh, I think you know uh, the message to parents is to give the kids, uh, your kids, your your you know, adult uh, guidance in in making that decision right um now if they're you know you you can ask them right uh if there's things that they like to do or right but you kind of know we're all the same right we all you know been told what do you like to do what do you right let's focus in that area but at the end of the day is if you got to make money doing it you're not going to like it as a job it's more about what are you good at yeah so exactly, what are they good at that they can leverage the skills? Yes. Um, but also, hey, what are the skill sets that are important, which we talked about before in prior podcasts? Yes. Uh, to help your kids develop, right? So that's the, you know, sales, communications, finance, right, money. Math. Yep. So if you can help, you know, you can help them build and, and, and focus in that area in, in the skill buildings. Um, then I think your answer is, you know, maybe college is right or is not right based on what your, you know, what the, the, their path is. Now, could they, is it okay going to a, a state school, you know, mm-hmm. Cal state something or Oregon state something, or I know there must sure. be Rhode Island state something. I don't even know what's there. Yeah. Um, as opposed to some big, you know, private something or other. I'm not, not, I suppose I not that I should categorize them any differently, but a Harvard, Stanford, Yale. That well, if, if whatever you're trying to do and you must go to college to get that degree or, or cert- certification, then go ahead and do it. Um, if you if you have a scholarship, and great. Here where you're saying you're not going to get a scholarship, then two-year community college, junior college, perfectly fine. Start out with that. I think the system is still the same, right? Mm-hmm. That you can transfer those, you know, credits and and then finish up uh, the rest of the credits in a uh, university. Yep. And uh, that would save you so much money. Right? You don't need to pay for the Ivy League, unless your objective is to get into something that requires an Ivy League or or gets great. Um, and why? I'm a more formal. Not if you want to go into investment banking. And why? <laughs> Well, it, I just look at it this way: the investment, the investment banking community is going to recruit at Harvard and Stanford. They're not going to come recruiting at Cal State Dominguez Hills. No, no, no I understand. But why do you want to get into the? Oh, no, no, no. I'm just. I understand. Yeah. It's, it's more about what you want to do. I agree. Exactly. Do you need to do that. No, they don't. They don't yeah. get paid enough. They work too much. Because if if you're doing that, don't tell me you. Hey, I'm passionate about, you know, making money. Well, hell no. They're <laughs> they're trying to do it for a few years and get out because they get burnt out. Yep. Yep. So, but if someone says they want, they want to take the, you know, the, the route to be a doctor, says you, you're, you're excited about helping people, mm-hmm. then cool, right? That's, that's part of life purpose stuff. So you're, and, si- you're 16 and a half years from getting the first college bill. Mm-hmm. Assuming she doesn't want to go the route of a doctor or an attorney or an engineer. Mm-hmm. Can you imagine what the discussion will be? What would you, if you had to guide her today, say, hey, honey, here's what we're going to have you do. At that time? 
or if you had to do like we just fast forward 16 and a half years mm -hmm. i'm 16 years better looking and you're 16 years smarter all right so <laughs> i think you, i think you won that one <laughs> yeah 16 years from now all right yeah i mean you know she as she's approaching the college age uh you know it's not at that time on it we're going to be talking about it. i think we'll be talking about it you know many years before that so it's not something that would you know just you know come up and and then we'll wonder again uh, you know i'm going to have that open discussion find out you know what her interests are right and what and, she's and, good at yeah but if it's just based on down to you know that's just making money i think that's my job you know starting today or when she was born you know to 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 provide that environment for her to learn about money yep and about saving and having the the work ethic and you know having the skill sets as soon as she can work you know she's going to start working she's going to learn how to earn uh, and it, it could be just doing things around the house it could just be doing things you know that that I have her do right or little side jobs here and there uh, kind of what you're doing with Jack well, I don't have right. a turtle, so I can't, he can't clean up tortoise poop. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but, you know, things that are beyond her, uh, you know, her duties. Yes. Um, so you get to that certain age, then money shouldn't be the, you know, the issue. Now it's just um, exposing yourself to the workforce. Because I believe there are certain skill sets that you're going to pick up. Right? Maybe doing some type of sales gig or something. And um, I don't think a college degree is required to do that. And by the time that she's 18, I don't think, you know, <laughs> college is, is probably going to be very different and the workforce is going to be very different. Um, but saving wise and getting her going and, you know, having her work, you know, I think all that takes place uh, before 18. So I've had I've had a number of discussions with Jack saying, you know, one thing you could think about is do your first couple of years at a JC. You know, rather than spending, I don't know what today is, you know, thirty grand or whatever it is per year at school, do mm -hmm. it at a JC if you want to live at home. Um, you know, so cut the expenses really low. And the dollars that we don't spend on school will invest. And so then you, you know, you go wrap up, you do your last two years somewhere. If you choose to go to a less expensive school, then the dollars that we didn't spend to go to a more expensive school, we invest. Mm -hmm. And so now you walk out, you know, four years, five years, whatever it takes to get the degree. And not only do you have the degree, now you've got some investing acumen and you've got a lump sum that we have been investing and you've learned to invest it and you keep going. And when I've told other parents, they look at me like, whoa, that's cool. And mm -hmm. you say that to a kid and they go, I don't get it. <laughs> it doesn't sink in, yeah. but, but that's something to think about. It's just, it's a little bit of a different approach and it keeps, you know, if, if the belief is that, you know, you want to have that college degree just as kind of a, I don't know if you know the word is a safety net, but as a, as a, a, a life milestone that you've accomplished. So is it a life milestone? <laughs> uh, yeah. It, it, <laughs> when, you know, it was a life milestone when you got it, but. You know, in hindsight, you look back, you're like, yeah. <laughs> well, yes, no, but like I wouldn't, yeah. have, I wouldn't have been hired in the job that I was if I didn't have it. Oh, no, no, I understand. Yeah. yeah. So it, it definitely it, opened some doors. Um, but I don't know if the knowledge itself 
mm-hmm. it's you know if you could have bought a degree it, uh, you know that's that's not fair to say because I did learn a lot when I was there yeah um, I mean you take the path that you take because that's what you knew at the time but I'm sure there's going to be a better route you know uh, that could be presented to you but it just wasn't available to you but that's what I'm saying is if you had to take someone at birth today and how would you you know put them through and what would you do different story than if you took somebody who's 18 today right they don't have that understanding they've been through school for so many years that they're brainwashed correct they they're, they're gonna feel like they're gonna miss out on something if they don't go to school it's all their friends are going to school that it's interesting to think about too because everyone that's whispering in the area to go to school it's the mm-hmm. teacher community exactly and, you know 98 percent of the teachers have haven't had a job out in the real world and so it's always kind of amusing to me that when you have somebody who is and, and not, not ripping on a teacher it's just it is what it is you know the bulk of them you know they got they went to they went to college they may have worked for a little bit they went back at a teaching credential and then they've been working in an educational institution but they've never had to work with profit and loss. They haven't had to manage people aside from, you know, controlling a class of 30, uh, uh, sorry, class of 30, 35 kids. But it's a much different approach when you actually manage a profit and loss statement or, you know, dealing with selling something or having to, you know, handle expenses or managing HR, whatever it is that you're having to do. You know, working in a factory and doesn't matter. But it's it's always kind of amusing when you have a, a teacher that is giving career advice when they haven't worked in one that is yeah, outside well, of what they do. I think school has done a good job marketing that. Oh yeah. Right? The, yep. the, the, I mean the whole marketing service or education services. Yep. Um, I mean we don't know it, but you know you were putting our kids in school, what like eighty percent of their life with with you, they're in school. Right, that you know, they come home for a few hours. They see you, and you know, most parents, right, for a few hours, they go to bed. And you know, it's not just in school, but extra school after school. Correct. Yeah. So they're they're constantly exposed to school. How are they going to think outside of that? Yep, inability. They can't, and and the parents are so exposed to that too that it's hard for the parents to think outside of that. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, but we have to really use our brain and, you know, think about the school, school system will not teach you how to think and how many of us felt we were, you know, prepared after finishing college. Oh, not at all. How many of us talk about how much we learned in school today? That's true. Right. Yep. We, we talk about more of man, what we didn't know once we got out of school, we didn't know what we didn't know. And none of this stuff was explained or talked or nothing was mentioned. Right. Uh, so, you know, all this stuff about school not giving it to, or giving us. Um, so why do we fear so much like, at the thought that kids are not going to go to school or go to college or, in fact, even high school? Again, you and I have a different reality mm-hmm. in that if someone were to come up and said, hey, Chris and Chris, your kids, because you guys are, you know, you talk crazy, we're not going to allow your kids to go to school. You're banned. Yeah. <clears throat> and look at that. And if, if someone said that to people that we know, they'd freak out and like, oh my gosh, what would I do? Yeah. I look at them and go, cool. I'll school them. Yeah. 
Right? No not, big deal. Yeah. yeah, not that I'd be the best homeschooler, but I know what I would teach them. Yeah. It certainly would not be in 1492 Columbus sailed the ocean blue. Yeah. <laughs> right? Totally worthless. Yeah. But he would understand the basics of math so that he could, you know, walk in when he buys a car, he's not going to get exploited by the car dealer telling what a great deal he's getting. He would learn how to um, be able to stand either in a one-on-one discussion or in a small group or even in a large setting, be able yeah. to persuasively and effectively communicate with people. And he would certainly learn to trade mm-hmm. and would blow away from an earnings perspective, assuming he got the hang of it, what somebody coming out of a school would get. But, you know, that that's going to take a little bit of programming, if you will. you got to be sure that you can... You know, at some point, most people seem to have an interest in this. And it's just a question of, you know, at what point do they develop that interest? Is it at a young age or at an older age? And they realize that their money's got to be working for them. You know, the social skills side, um, you know, it ties in with sales and communication. If if you, you know, if if you're comfortable speaking with people, Right, that has to take place first before you can even sell and communicate well. Correct. Right, and so that is so important um, in in developing confidence for kids growing up. You know, all the school shootings and everything that's been going on. Right, we hear mm-hmm. it's so common now. It's so you know that doesn't really stand out anymore. Yep. Um, but. You know, they're they're talking about hey, the school should provide you know, psychologists and stuff on site. They do that, right? You know, make available for students. And to me, it's like, it's like, hey, let's come up with this drug, right? It's biotech. We're not looking for cure. We're gonna give you a drug. Yeah, fix the band aid rather than yeah. Yep. Yeah, we're not going after the root problem because the root problem, the, the kids that aren't confident and they lack social skills, they're the ones that are shooting up schools. Yes. Right? <laughs> um, if they don't shoot up schools, they later become adults and they shoot up other places. Yeah, and go postal. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I think the school system needs to have that focus in helping kids learn how to communicate, right? be social, mm-hmm. helping them build confidence. Um, and so if we focus on that, you know, does college, you know, is college necessary after, you know, the, the kind of elementary school system? If, you, if you're if you able to go through that and, and have the right, you know, teaching there, guidance. Was that a question or is this kind of the, a rhetorical question? I guess rhetorical question. <clears throat> so now go down the next path. So let's assume that somebody does want to pay for it mm-hmm. or does want to go to school. How do you pay for it? So uh, if you got to pay for it, right, uh, or th- there's a, I would definitely encourage students to write or apply for scholarships. There's a lot of essays and things they can write to that give a few thousand dollars here and there. Um, I, I think it's an easy way to, you know, for, for a kid to make some dollars towards college. So do that. You work, get a blown. To me, parents, you know, you can kind of help the kids out, but... Uh, don't make it 100% your responsibility. Because if this is something that, you know, kid really want to do, they, they got to pay for it. They got to have some skin in the game, right? You're teaching 
responsibility, right? If, if you've been teaching them wrong up to this point, you got to stop, right? I think when you provide everything, right, uh, you're teaching that, you know, um, they don't need to work for it. So get, <clears throat> excuse me, so have the kid be pursuing any type of scholarships, grants, if it's a loan, that's fine. Um, how about any thoughts on a, what they call a 529 plan? Oh, tucking it away and uh, later on use it for education expenses? Yes, yeah. So you're able to poke away. I don't know how much at all. I don't know about too much, which probably tells you my opinion of them. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know too much about the amount you can put in there. For what I understand, you poke the dollars it's, in and it's a tax. It's very little, I think. Yeah, I think it's a tax, uh, tax-free tax growth. Um, and then when you do a withdrawal, as long as it's going to pay for qualified uh, higher education costs, then it's a tax-free withdrawal. Yeah, I think there's very, there's there's a lot of limitations on it, and so I remember reading up something about uh, just the dollar amount you save on taxes is not that meaningful. Yep. Yeah. But again, this is your this is two guys that know. Sorry, we're not qualified to give any kind of a financial advice, but we know how to invest our own dollars, and I don't think either one of us would even think about clicking on a brokerage account that says five twenty nine plan and move some money into it. But again, we're coming at it from a totally different perspective and that we're very comfortable managing our own dollars and growing that. And if we had to pay tax on it, terrific. Not a problem. Yes. I mean, if, if, if people are asking the 529 plan, I'm assuming they got small, young kids, right? If your kid is 16, 17, it probably doesn't make sense. Yeah, it's not enough time. Right? You don't have enough time to build that anyways. Um, but if there's young, there's better ways to do it. If the parent is educated. Correct. Yeah. The, the, Correct. the big downside That's, I see to a, to a 529 is that, from my understanding, you are in a mutual fund. Um, mm-hmm. I do not believe it can be self-directed. If it could be self-directed, I have a totally different opinion about it. Because then, it, to me, it basically looks like an educational IRA. Um, mm-hmm. Where you poke money into an IRA, let it grow tax-free, and then use that to pay for school. If that's out there, I'd be all over that. I don't believe that's what a 529 is. And so that is the huge, personally, that's the huge drawback to that. Um, but that's only because I know how to invest. And I think you'd have the same opinion. Mm-hmm. Uh, but for someone who doesn't know how to manage the dollars themselves, and like you said, if they've got young kids, 529 might be worth taking a look at. And again, that goes back to our original disclaimer. Talk to a financial advisor at that point um, and get some uh get some insight on that what advice would you give to a young adult finishing up high school and and asking you all right i've decided to go to college right what should i study what should i do i think the i think the first thing i would ask would be to say what are you good at and if they look and say nothing Mm -hmm. then you just stare and say you're gonna have the stare game to see which one of you speaks first it's like there's got to be something that you're good at or what do you enjoy doing Mm-hmm. You know, what do you enjoy studying? What do you enjoy reading about? And find out where that path is. If they're going to stare at you like that, they probably have social communication challenges. Mm-hmm. If you want to call it shy, whatever it is, but they're not, uh, may not have figured out how to come out of their shell yet. So might be some suggestions on how to go about doing that, whether that's some public speaking or something. Right. Well, what if they have the ability to follow your instruction? You tell them what to do, they'll do it. Cool. I would say go uh, go take a couple of public speaking courses. 
mm-hmm. you know, speech class. Say, so be sure that you can do the basics of math. You know, add, subtract, multiply, divide percentages. If not in your head, be able to do it very quickly. Mm-hmm. Be able to understand it. Because if you've got those two skills with public speaking, both in a one-on-one and or to a, a group, mm-hmm. and you can do it effectively and persuasively, you will always be able to get a job and a very good paying job. So no matter what happens, you're going to be okay because you'll be able to All get right. a job in sales or something. So it doesn't matter what I study? At that point, I would say it doesn't. You probably want to study business. Okay. Um, so, so you want to know at least the, the basics of accounting, the basics of finance, um, because you want to know how to do that with your own dollars. Mm-hmm. You probably want to understand the basics of business law so that you know what to look for and read about in contracts, both from a business perspective as well as personal things that you're going to be committing to as you get as you go on in your years. You read a lot of business contracts. Um, yeah. I mean, if you think about it, you really, when, well, let me ask you this. When you get a form from somewhere, do you mm-hmm. just instantly sign it or do you read it? No, we read it. Yeah. But, I mean, you know. I don't, I don't know how much schooling you need for that, but. But it's, it, but at least, no, but most people don't read it. Mm-hmm. I think once you recognize that there could be something in there, you tend yeah. to read it. Yeah, I mean, you do and you don't, right? I mean, nowadays we sign away our privacy and everything. We don't read it. On Facebook, you mean? <laughs> On anything. Well, guess who doesn't you know, have a Facebook account? Not just Facebook, <laughs> but you have a cell phone. Yes. And no, all the true. apps and everything that you use on there, yep. they require you to sign off on it. Yep, you give it away. Exactly. Your Gmail, you sign off on all that. Yep. You know, sites you're browsing, you sign up on all that. They're tracking everything you browse and you're doing. If not, you can't use the site. So you are without, you know, reading it and you don't know it. So there's that on the other side of it where you're committing to a financial resource. Mm-hmm. You know, people do a, they'll sign up for a mortgage, you know, buying a home. I've talked to tons of realtors. They don't, the people don't read the forms. Very few of them. You know, after they get to about page seven, they're like, ah, where do I initial? Yeah. And they give up on it. And that's usually where the meat is, is at that point. Because I'm sure the guy writing the contract knows, hey, if they get to page eight, they're probably bored or annoyed. Well, that's, so why, that's why they make them, that's why they make the contracts that way. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. It makes you wonder. Um, but so I think that those would be the courses I would suggest to somebody. I don't know that I would suggest that somebody do a sociology degree. It, nothing against it. But there's a lot against it. You know, it's not, you know, if somebody comes up to me and says, hey, Chris, I want to come work for you and do whatever it is I want them to do. If all things are equal, you know, if, <clears throat> if one person comes up with a, like an engineering degree, another one comes up with a sociology degree. And if they are both communicative and, you know, the right attitude, I probably am going to go with the one that has a little bit more difficult degree. I'll be honest. If everything was equal, but but all things are equal, I think mm-hmm. I would. And I got to be honest. I believe I would choose the person that had a more seemingly difficult degree. Sure. Yeah. Um, and call me biased. Call me whatever else. It's okay. I'll stand up and I'll take that label. Yeah, of course. But yeah, I, all things being equal. Right? Yeah, but yeah. I don't think I'm unique on that. And yeah. so with that, I don't know that I would suggest to somebody that they take a um, more of a soft. I'll call it a soft science as opposed to a hard science approach. How about you? If a kid comes up and said, hey, what should I do? You tell me exactly what to do, I'll do it. I mean, I've been telling people this the same. I mean, 
I, I just tell him to do what I did. <laughs> Which was? You know, go to school. I mean, you, you're going to go to college. You don't know what to study. All right. I didn't know what to study when I went, but here's what I figured out. Study business. Right. It's it's you know, it's not that tough of you know, I don't think the courses are that challenging as you compare them to like a, you know, uh, more of a science major engineering degree, engineering degree, right? a lot of math and science in that like physics. Um, so, uh, you know, you just need to get a degree, right? Go ahead and get in business. Why? Because it, it, it kind of, like you said, it, it um, you know, introduces you to the business world a little bit, mm-hmm. right? Just kind of, you know, in, in terms of finance and counting and management and marketing, right? All of that. So just kind of, you know, get your feet wet for a little bit. But uh, with that, you go to work, right? Every single year, you're going to intern or you're going to work, you're going to do something. Right, and you're gonna make money. You save money. You're saying while you're in school, do this. While you're in school, you do this. Okay, that's what I did. Yep. Right, uh, because you will actually, you know, believe it or not, you will actually do better in school because you're working, because your mind will be different. Because you've been right? able to apply what you're learning. You, yeah, you're able to apply it. Um, I think you're just for some reason your brain opens a little bit more, you know, and then the, the the work should become easier for you. Because you, you, I think you're more mature. You, you understand what's going on. You tend to pick up stuff that faster. Mm-hmm. Um, especially if it's in business, right? Yep. So, you know, there's a lot of internship programs out there. You know, get in one. Uh, some of them could be year round, right? Uh, but try to work as much as you can. Um, that's what I did, and and then at the same time, right, you learn about money and how to save it, how to manage it. And then when you're done, you have work experience, right? For a few years interning, you get out, uh, you have certain skill sets that, you know, have been, you've been building. So you're very marketable to the workforce, right? Or the, the employers. Yes. So it's easy to get, you know, jobs, go look for a sales job. Because right? you've been building yourself all up to this point to get a job and doing what? Do sales. Why? Skill sets. It pays well. And then you have, you know, money left over you can manage and, you know, get to time freedom eventually. Yep. But that's how you do it. Um, that's how I would do it if you have no idea. And I don't need to go to a large, private, very expensive college to do this. I can do this no. at a whatever. You can do them, you can do them at home, at home now. You can do it at a state school if you wanted to, yeah. Yeah, I mean, back then when I was uh, just finishing up school, I remember the thought of, you know, I thought that like those online classes or online degrees, they're like, man, those are like fake degrees or what are they, right? They're pretty new at the time. But heck, <laughs> if it gets you, you know, over that hump to get, get the job, then that's fine. Just just go ahead. You can go that route if you like. I believe it's Starbucks. Might even be Walmart too. Mm-hmm. where they worked out some kind of a program or they've worked out some kind of an alliance with as at Arizona state or some school, you know what it is, but they're doing, it's basically online education mm-hmm. and Walmart or Starbucks or whomever it is, is contributing a big chunk towards the price of your education. And mm-hmm. so back to paying for it, you know, there's, there's alternative here. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm being a little bit crass to a Starbucks barista, but 
if you work there and if you can get school paid for, you know, sir, do you want some froth on that coffee? I'd, I'd be all over that. Mm-hmm. Right? That's the easy way to do it. It's not going to give you the best quote unquote work experience. Yeah. But if that can help with paying for school, something to think about. And I mean, the, the, the school system was created a long, long time ago. And, you know, we didn't have all the technology that we have today. And, you know, you're telling me that with all the technology that we have today, that the school system is still the best way to learn things. I, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to disagree on that. Yep. Absolutely. Right. And so I think there's so much resources available to us to learn now that if we just want to learn, there's, you know, there's, it's pretty easy. It's quick. Well, if you think about it too, the reason, you know, a whole bunch of reasons why the education system is, I won't say the right word is hurting. It's maybe not Mm -hmm. as good as it could be. Mm-hmm. is that it's a monopoly. Yeah. And when you have a monopoly, you don't get any competition. And so there's no encouragement to improve the product and or lower the price. And so when you look at the public school system, you know, that's that's the big pushback where the teachers unions are fighting back against the charter schools. Right? Because now you've got a, you have the ability, there's a little bit of competition there. Yeah, it's big business. Yeah, and it'll make, it'll make the, the middle make the product better. Yeah. But, but the incumbent doesn't want to do that. And so back to your point about saying, you know, the school system isn't, isn't the only, today now, it's not the only source we can go get that info. Cool. Hey, book prices keep going higher. Yeah, isn't that great? That's, that's the business we should get into, is be a textbook writer and then just change the, you know, change one of the math problems in the book mm-hmm. and then call it version two and sell it for an overpriced thing next year. So yeah, that, I wouldn't sleep well. Yeah, no, so that the used <laughs> books, yeah, the used books are, are worthless. Yeah, That's we a, found a new way to learn math. Yeah. <laughs> we discovered a new formula that would change everything. <clears throat> so write a new edition. But, you know, say that point because you and I had this discussion. They might, that is not clear to the listeners. So do it without sarcasm. Explain what you're saying. Well, I'm saying, you know, <clears throat> math and chemistry and, you know, the science. What has changed? Why do we have new books every quarter, semester, and year when math and, and science has not changed? been the same thing for a hundred years or hundreds of years. Yeah. What you, you, we found a new element or what? Yeah. So why can't I use the same textbook I used 10 years ago? (laughs) Well, and you know, the reason why is because the author, you know, they're, they'll be available in the used market. The author doesn't get paid for, for new book sales. Yep. And so there's no money in it for the author and or the publishing company. Mm -hmm. And so it's a big business and they're all tied in with the class, the school, right? Yep. Yep. Like everybody is is afraid to uh, you know to give up what they're eating, and so mm-hmm. you know that's why it's so tough to try to change that system. Yes, but yeah, I I think um, you know uh, a lot of what we talked about is I think you got to consider all of that um, to decide what's your what's your situation. Yes, right, and what makes sense for you. Um, but again, I I can't say that you know college is is uh, you know. Uh, bad for everyone it's just you know it just depends on what you're trying to do yeah i would say and regardless of what it is you're even if you're going to go be a doc right if you're going to be an engineer be a lawyer or what have you you still have to know the basics of or you know be good at interpersonal communications and be able to do the basic math you know for the most part if you do it in your head great but at least understand it quickly so you're not afraid of the numbers 
And if you do that, you're going to be well paid no matter what you do. Does not matter. That skill applies across the board. And you've also got to know how to manage your money. If you've got, you got to know how to do delayed gratification, which is not something you're going to learn in school, but to have a little bit left over every month and then figure out how to put that little bit left over to work so that it earns money for you. That's probably the much bigger thing than going to college is learning how to do that. Yeah, we haven't met anyone who doesn't, uh, you know, have to manage their money. Correct. Correct. They just they just don't know it that they that they they got to do it or they got to learn it. Correct. Because the reality is, if you don't manage your money, you're going to be working until you cannot work anymore. If you do learn how to manage your money, you have the opportunity to enjoy Tuesday waves. It really boils down to that. You know, I think uh, you you one thing that. You know, as a parent, you you definitely don't want to dig yourself in a financial hole to send your kids to college. There's there's better ways to do that uh, to achieve you know uh, what you're trying to provide for them. Again, parents, right? It's it's you know providing the right guidance, and hopefully, we've given you know enough things to think about um, that will help you. Right, in making those decisions for your kids and, and helping them, uh, you know, through their young adult life oh and there's one other point you want to make too and it's applicable whether or not you go to college and we said this in the last episode but it bears repeating to be happy in life and again it doesn't matter if you go to college or not but you have to surround yourself with the right kind of people and that's the people that are right for you because your happiness and your success is all due to how you think yeah i mean you know uh like you said you 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 want to surround yourself with Good people. Right? Mm-hmm. So, as as parents, that's where you guide your kids to be around. You know, put them around good people, right? And and um, I think in college, you know, you said, oh, you network or you meet with the, this people, this person or that person. Man, I don't really keep in touch much with anybody in college. That's a good point. Uh, do you think about that? Do you? Well, I mean, I know a lot of your friends. You're close with a couple of guys who you grew up with couple people you went to college with, you know, college roommates, but not on a, de- and, uh, how do I say this? It's not, a, not like it's on a daily basis. Yeah. You guys get together yeah. in a couple of weeks, couple of months. Well, say college. Oh yeah. I mean, talking about like, uh, uh, Liz, Greg, Raphael and them. Yes. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I think, you know, we met them through, or I met them not through classes and stuff, but yeah, you know, in that environment. But yeah, it doesn't mean that you can't meet people because you're not in college. Yeah, because there's a lot of other people that you are close to that you did not meet in college. Correct. Yep, you met outside of the college environment. And, you know, you meet people through, you know, certain organizations. You you, know, you can go to Toastmasters, and yes. that's where you meet people and yeah. you become friends. Find people that are of like mind. Because mm-hmm. you'll find as you meet people, a lot of times people will, you know, you'll have a friend and you'll have a business idea and say, oh, you know, maybe I get my friend to do this, almost like an MLM thing you'll find that your friends will push back on that. And it's much easier to find somebody that shares that business passion, that business interest, whatever it might be, and they end up becoming your friend. Mm-hmm. And so whether it's in a business or whether it's like doing Toastmasters with public speaking, um, when you have that shared interest, then they become a friend. But if you try and convince your friend to share the interest with you in whatever topic or subject it might be, you, you might get lucky, but most of the time you're going to get some pushback on it. 
Yeah, it won't work. It's not in their wheelhouse. Yeah, it just and there's nothing wrong with that, right? We all have different. We all have different areas of interest. Again, a thank you to uh, Ed from Riverside and Belinda from New York for those two questions. Very helpful, and hopefully the discussion was uh, give you something a little bit different to think of than what you might normally find a. Well, it should be different because we're unemployed and we're not the registered financial advisor or whatever they call themselves, uh, dispensing this uh, their wisdom and brilliance. As always, you want to get to the point where you're thinking correctly and you're learning how to manage your money. And if you get to do that, we know that if you'll apply what we've talked about in this episode and prior episodes, you get to the point of reaching time freedom. And that equates to Tuesday waves. And Tuesday waves sound so much better than the waves that everybody else hears on the weekend. And it's our hope that we will uh, we'll run into you as we're all enjoying those Tuesday waves. As always, we, uh, we appreciate your time. We appreciate you listening. We'll speak with you next time. Mm-hmm.